Good morning to all of my fellow mamas out there. I'm your host, Sarah, and you're listening to When You Give a Mom a Podcast. We're at the front lines of all things balancing mom life, enjoying your family, and making fun of our kids. For more from me, including opportunities to be on a future podcast episode, I'd love to have you follow me on Instagram at The Busy Mom Guide. Today, we are continuing on the journey of self-care, and in this episode, episode number two, we are deep diving into the trash TV we all know and love, going through our top shows to binge on Netflix. Raise your hand if you are currently waiting for your kids to go to bed so you can watch something on Netflix. Anyone? Everyone? Samantha? Look. My kids are my world, but I can confidently say after watching Frozen 2 mixed with cars for the thousandth time since being home, I'm ready to have some mindless adult entertainment. And the following shows definitely fit into this category. I've got some that I watch alone, ones that I started watching alone, but then my husband decided he wanted to watch them too, and a few from some listeners on Instagram. Let's start with my top Netflix shows that I watch all by myself. First up is The 100. So this show, I just threw on one day in the background while I was doing something uh, this past fall, and I never turned it off. It's kind of a sci-fi, but over time gets somewhat dark, um, which normally I don't stick around for, but this one really kept my attention. It's about a group of 100 teenage delinquents that were born and raised on a space station after a nuclear bomb destroys Earth. As the oxygen supply on that ship starts to deplete, the person in charge sends these kids down to Earth as somewhat of a test or experiment to see if it is habitable again, knowing that they could all die. So many things happen over the seasons and it's really quite interesting to watch it all unfold especially if you are a minor conspiracy theorist. The storyline stays strong up until the very end, with the last season getting a little too out there for me, but it's definitely still worth the watch. Good Girls is a crazy tale of three moms that accidentally get mixed up in a crime ring after robbing a grocery store in order to help their own families through some tough times. There are quite a few moments in the series that I was like, wow, is this really happening or how did we even get there? Especially when one character in particular is introduced. If you watch it, you already know which character I'm talking about. Let me just grab your attention with his name real quick. Rio. Don't worry, I'll repeat it again. Rio, Rio, Rio. Can't you just hear his voice when you picture him? And if you have no clue what I'm talking about, you'll know what I'm getting at when you watch. Though some of the show is on Netflix, new episodes are currently airing on NBC. And after the cliffhanger that Netflix so rudely left me on, I'll have to go to see what happens soon. Next up is a classic Grey's Anatomy. So color me late and silly, but I was just never interested in Grey's Anatomy throughout its entire run on network TV. It may still even be on. I'm not even sure, to be honest with you. But I really couldn't get into it because I truly thought that Patrick Dempsey's character, like I really thought his name in the show 
was McDreamy. I had no idea that it was a nickname. And really, I was like, I'm definitely not watching this show. His name is McDreamy. That's just ridiculous. So luckily, I found out that that's just his nickname. Um, And I ended up giving this medical drama a chance. And I'm so glad that I did. I'm currently on season two, but find myself anxiously awaiting the next time I can watch an episode. I've heard from a couple of people that after season five, the show fizzles off, and after season 10, it's completely unwatchable. But I'm not there yet, so I can't say for sure. Even more interesting is the amount of real-life drama that surrounds the cast off-screen. If you've watched, let me know exactly where you found the show to fall short of the earlier seasons. When I polled the Instagram community that follows the Busy Mom Guide, I got a few more suggestions that I'm going to go ahead and add in here. The first one was Shameless, and I am so glad that Lifestyle of Dyla on Instagram came up with this one because it's such a classic. I love this show so, so much. I haven't kept up with the new episodes, but she says that they're still okay. Not how they used to be, but still okay. Another community suggestion that I've never considered before is Grace and Frankie. I really don't know anything about that show, but it kind of sounds interesting. I read a summary that said Grace and Frankie is about two friends whose husbands announce that they are leaving the ladies for each other. Sounds like nothing could go wrong here, right? Thank you so much, ladies, for your suggestions. All you have to do to get your opinion included on this podcast is respond to my IG stories or send me a DM. Now, before we get into the shows that my husband and I watch together, I wanted to just pop in real quick and share a free printable to-do list that I created for those of you listening, just in case you need to write these show suggestions down. It's got space for priorities, reminders, to-dos, and more, making it an excellent resource for penciling in any important things going on in your life. Again, it's free. All you have to do is head over to bit dot lee slash busy mom to do all one word and download it all right now here are the shows that my darling husband and i love to watch together first one you know it couldn't be a full episode of this podcast and i couldn't be talking about netflix unless i included tiger kings i know it is just so so ridiculous But really, I can't look away. I'm shocked at how much stuff actually went on before they even addressed how Joe allegedly tried to have Carol Baskin killed. Did anyone else notice that once you start talking about the show, you can't just say Carol. Like you have to say Carol Baskin or it doesn't sound right. Am I the only one? And you really, really should be including those choice words that Joe always says before he says Carol Baskin, but I'm not going to put that here since I didn't uh, put a language disclaimer in the beginning of this episode. It really is a redneck roller coaster, okay? It is just something so crazy. Over the weekend, Netflix added in one more episode of Tiger Kings, and I do think it's important to note my original understanding of that was that it was going to be an episode of things that didn't make it into the show. However, it's more of like an after show, um, sort of like a 
reunion talk show type of episode. Still good. Lots of good information um, comes from there, but I just want you to be forewarned before you go into it thinking you've got another episode of the documentary. It's more of an after show type of episode. And as a side note, do yourself a favor if you haven't already and YouTube Joe Exotic TV. Watch something that isn't a part of the series. The way he acts in the show is just a real true testament to his actual personality. There was no parts played in there. And my husband and I have definitely spent some hours watching that Joe Exotic TV. My favorite conspiracy theory of the entire docu-series is that Jeff Lowe is actually the first husband of Carol Baskin. Follow me here for a second. So Jeff and Carol are married way back when, okay? Then she finds this guy with millions and millions and millions, marries him, They decide that they're going to stage this whole disappearance thing so that they get the money. And Joe was just a bonus, okay, that they could set up for murder, have put away, and in the end, they monopolize the entire tiger, zoo, whatever, sanctuary, whatever you want to call it, okay? I think that that is a very, very genius conspiracy and I could totally see it being true. Ozark is another somewhat dark show so you kind of feel like everything's just as it seemed there's a nice family but then the plot keeps twisting and turning and twisting and turning and I have to say it's really nice to see Jason Bateman in a serious role like this. In the show he and his family have to move far from their life and kind of disappear to fix a money laundering scheme that wasn't even really his fault. The most current season is still on our to watch list, but we loved the first one. Now let's talk about my other favorite Joe. Joe from You. I originally watched You when it premiered on Lifetime for season one. I've been a fan of Penn Bagley since the Gossip Girls days and was excited to see him in a more grown up role. Now, season two had thrown me for so many loops that I couldn't even really keep track. The only thing I'll say is that watching the first season as it premiered on Lifetime when I had to wait a full week between episodes really left a huge impression on me because I had to sit in suspense for so long before finding out what happened next. I think watching the second season on Netflix was great, right? Because I could binge it, But I do think that it took away from something that I loved about the show making me wait until the next week to see what happened. Still a great show. I am very, very curious to see how season three is going to play out. And the final show that I'm including on here is Love is Blind. Now, this may not be a show for everyone. And after watching it with my husband, it may not be a show that we continue to watch together moving forward. The thing about my husband is he's a great people reader. 
and at times during the show, it was hard to listen to the couple's opinions of each other with his opinion of everyone that he had kind of already figured out. It was hard to kind of keep track of everybody's opinion and what was the opinion of the people in the show and what he was thinking. So the premise of this show, it's a new style of dating in which the participants fall in love without ever seeing the person that they end up becoming engaged to. So you don't meet the person until the person proposes to you and you accept the proposal. Then the second half of the season kind of goes into the physical part of when they actually meet face to face and all of those things. It's really, really interesting to see how it all pans out. However, do yourself a favor. If you're about to or you are currently watching but haven't reached the end yet, do not look these people up on social media. It will ruin the show for you in that you kind of find out who ends up together and who doesn't and what happens. And with that, it is time to wrap this episode up. If you missed the link to your free printable to-do list, you can find it on the podcast page for today's episode. Or if you are tuning in on YouTube, check out the description box below. Don't be bummed that you missed the opportunity to weigh in on this week's poll. Head over to Instagram and follow me at the Busy Mom Guide. The polls are always in my stories and I'll be looking for some special mamas to interview during upcoming episodes. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review so I see you for episode three, my quick tips to relax after a long and busy day with those kids. I'll see you all next time. Love you very much. Bye.